Hey, it's this year's best, customarily with Tyler, Kyle, and Brent. But this is a special installment. Those two champions will be back for the next chapter. For this affair, I have two different and distinct, exciting and exuberant co-drafters. It's this year's best with Lindsay, Anthony, and Brent. That's right, we are in the lab, cooking up some delicious draft picks for your premium pleasure. My first co-conspirator is my partner in crime. She hosts the Schlock and Awe podcast, which I have guested on many times. She's the half-cousin of Puerto Rican pop star Wilkins. My sister from another mister, Lindsay Wilkins, how you doing? Hello, I'm glad I'm Puerto Rican this time. This is amazing. <laughs> well, you're half-cousin, so it's on Puerto Rican yeah. on the, your, your other cousin's side. So you're Yes, fine. yes. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out time zones. Let's not try to figure out lineage here. <laughs> this is true. That's our six. That's our six, uh, our, <laughs> that's our six category. We'll do lineage. So yes. <laughs> no, glad to be on here. It's um, I've been really looking forward to this for um, a little while. So it's it, this is exciting. Awesome. All right. So my second co-collaborator is a man among men. He hosts the Cult Movies podcast, which I have guested on once and. If he has me back, I'll be on in the future. He is a founding member of the new wave band King. My brother from another mother, Anthony King. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. King, I, I don't know that one. Can you sing me some of their songs? Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, I have no idea. I just, uh, <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new wave band from 1984. That's all I, I saw. <laughs> Luckily, you guys have names that have uh, things in them that uh, King is pretty, <laughs> pretty well known. And even Wilkins, surprisingly, has a bunch of... Uh, different things in different categories. So, uh, so uh, we are drafting the top 10 things in five categories from the year 1966, a year none of us were alive for. We will be doing facts, songs, games, slash inventions, TV shows, and movies, all from the year 1966. This is a sinuous slash flexuous draft. Drafter one will get picks 10, five, and four. Drafter two will get picks nine, six, and three. And drafter three will get picks eight, seven, and two. For the number one pick, all three of us will give our choice and we will vote on which one will be our collective number one. For our second category, songs, it will be Anthony's choice. Anthony, what drafter do you want to be? Let me try eight, seven, two this time. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, I'll give you second choice then. I'll go 10, five, four this time. All right, nice. So we all get to switch something up. I'll do nine, six, three. I love it. We get, I'll get to pick something different. So that means, I guess that would be Lindsay. You get the first pick, number 10. Can, can I just interject real quick and say mm -hmm. sure uh this is there are two two categories that we're going to be discussing that now now the point of the show is to have a top 10 which means the best of which means there can only be one definitive list i am in possession of the one definitive list of songs here so i just want to say right now you guys are are, are wrong but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i do want to say before we even start there are 35 i counted 35 absolutely perfect songs that came out in 1966 this is an insane year for music and then brent says oh by the way you can only pick one song per album so that was, mm, mm. <laughs> that was excruciating but it also kind of helped narrow down the list but i'm still looking at a list of 25 absolutely perfect nothing wrong with these songs 25 so uh i'm this is even even though i'm a movie guy this is probably the category i'm most excited for this was i've changed my list like five times um because you're right there are 35 perfect 35 to 40 perfect songs that came out this year i don't know what was happening i i mean we'll get into it when we talk about movies and tv but this sort of seems to be the year um where things started shifting toward the 70s where you really start especially just pop songs like I didn't even really have a chance to go into other genres really um of what was sort of happening and you're right um it is insane so I'm even looking at my um ones I didn't put on the top 10 because I've got another list underneath going oh did I why did I leave that off exactly right. so um yeah it's gonna be tricky and so I could swap out the top 10 I have and put it in with a whole bunch of other songs and there was a couple of albums Albums that I looked at and went so how do I choose more than how do I choose only one song because there were certain bands that had moments <laughs> let's just say exactly yep I'm more on the Lindsay side of this I I love these love, love these songs I I'm just not a I'm not an older music person I I, I appreciate more of you know 
my favorite years of music were probably the mid nineties to the two thousands is that was when I was listening to when I was, you know, a teenager and listening to the most things, but, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, these are great songs and I, I'm very curious to see what, what you got. Cause we, we, we know each other kind of mostly almost exclusively through mu- movies. So mm. we don't really know our musical taste at all. Cause I, I know, I don't really see you guys tweet about music very much. So I, I really wouldn't know what you guys would even, would even like. So I'm very curious to see this list. Yeah. Well, Anthony's actually also a musician, so he sort of he actually yes. understands how these things are put together more than I definitely do, and I'm guessing Brent as well. So, I'm really curious about what you guys are going to choose because I think um, yes, there's only one list, and it is Anthony's, but at the same time, <laughs> it's going to be that. yeah. And I'm sort of worried about choosing some of the big guns as albums just because I'm just like going, oh, I I probably chose wrong. Oh, except for one band because I'm that is that song, but um. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where this thing goes. <laughs> yeah, I think there's two, I mean, songs clash albums that are almost exclusively should be the one and two, but we'll see what that is when it, when it comes to. I mean, they, uh, but I'm, I'm not, if that doesn't happen, I'd be like, well, you know, it's not that big a deal because I just, I just like to make these lists and see what happens. But I know Anthony's set on what, what he wants. And I'd just like to say that I did make a hip hop album 20 years ago that pro- you'll probably never hear. So just, just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only uh, our, my buddy Chaz has heard it out of any, anybody that I know uh, that's not certain friends. Mr. Mr. Brent Peter- Peterson still on the grind 20 years later. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I can almost, I, I think we'll wait till we get to number one. I think we're all in agreement what the number one album is. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be fun is what everybody thinks is the number one song. So yes. anyway, absolutely. That's it's. I'm very curious to see what. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Lindsay, what is your number ten? Okay. Well, as as you said before, we kind of know each other more through the movies that we watch. And there's one movie that came out that might get talked about in the coming list. But there's also a song that ever since I have watched this movie, I can't stop listening to. And that is Django uh, by Robert Fia um, off the album Django from 1966. Um, Only because I've had this goddamn song stuck in my head since I I watched Django. That is my number 10. Do whatever so what you Jan- will. <laughs> uh, so it's it, it's called Django. And who's the artist again? Robert, uh, Roberta, no, Ro- Ro- Roberta Fia. It's, you know me in Italian. So it didn't, um, but yeah, that is, the, that is the artist's name. So Roberta or Roberto? Mm-hmm. Roberta. Roberto. Roberto. I think I spelled it incorrectly in my notes. No, oh. it was Roberto. The, probably the composer of, of the movie. Yes. Yeah. And it's, how do you spell his last name? Do you know, Lindsay? F-I-A. F-I-A. Fia. Okay. Fia. Sorry. Your accent got me a little bit. I couldn't quite. <laughs> Fear. Fia. No, anyway, it, the same to me. <laughs> yeah. No. Anytime you've ever listened to me and Brent talking about movies, because it's usually Italian that something comes up. Um, it's just a nightmare with me trying to get my Australian New Zealand accent around these freaking Italian, but Italian consonants. It's not good. <laughs> I, I think it's adorable. So that's, I think it's very funny. So. <laughs> And I enjoy it, and I'm glad. I'm glad that we do some Italian stuff because you get to say that in any any different language. I, I appreciate you doing. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. What do you think of that pick, uh, Anthony? It's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, no, it's 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 interesting that I did I didn't consider uh, soundtracks. So this is uh, you know. It's a nice curveball that I swung and missed at. It, it, it is. It, I mean, we just did like we did a podcast on Django and Django Unchained, and we just kept. Mm-hmm. I think I said I, Django like twelve times. So yeah, we did. I, I do. We just kept it's singing something. the goddamn song. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I didn't even think about that too. You're right. I it didn't. It didn't. It, so I guess the forty one or thirty six great songs. I guess. But yeah. So I, it. Yes. It's. Uh. I, I like that pick though. I. I it, it's. It's. It's a more of a us pick, which I appreciate. Sorry, Anthony. We're gonna. We're just gonna drown you. You're gonna just. I'm going to see you tying a rope pretty soon to your neck and just kind of holding it there at some point. But hey, uh, you're going to give us each a chance to read our top tens and then yeah. the listeners can hear the, the one correct list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like, uh, I haven't watched Django in, uh, in a couple years, mm-hmm. but I mean, that is like, you know, the, the thing about those spaghetti Westerns is they all have those themes, you know, <laughs> you know, t- yeah. 
sticks with yeah. you. That that's like one of the key things of those spaghetti westerns. So mm. no, it's a it's a it's a good pick. All right. So my I have number nine, and it's a curious thing with these with these choices because I could put if I put my number nine, I have all these all these other you know songs up there that I have no idea. And I don't think that you guys will pick, so I'm just missing out. So do I pick a nine or do I go with something a little higher up? And then, But maybe I'm taking something away from you guys that you would have had up there higher and I've lowered it on the list. So that is a tough, it's a tough call. But I think that I'm going to go with a little bit higher on my list that wasn't as low. And I'm going to go with Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35 by Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, yeah, from yeah. Blonde to Blonde. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think it blonde, not- blonde on Blonde would be the slower, and I didn't think it would be that song, but that's just me. <laughs> I love that song. I don't know what it was. I, I looked all, yeah, I looked at, listened to all those. Again, these are not my, you know, in my genre, but I, I just love that song. What, what would you guys, what, if you, would you pick from that album? Would you pick something else? Uh, Lindsay, you go. Um, I personally would have gone Everyone Must Get Stoned, but that is just me. I think everyone has their own. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because there are certain there are albums where everyone's going to have a different one. And I, yeah, revol- like when we get to Revolver, it's going to get and uh, Pet Sounds, it's going to get very very tricky. Well, okay, so uh, Isn't that well, the song? what? Okay, maybe I'm confused. That's the song I was picking. Isn't that what it's called for Bob Dylan or Blonde yeah. on Blonde? No, Bob Dylan. Isn't that isn't that song? It's it's called that. Maybe I'm just, maybe I wrote it down wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Because <laughs> that's the song I wanted. Isn't it called? Uh... Well, there is a song called Rainy Day Woman 12 and 35. But isn't that the, what, okay. Is, is that not, uh, is that not I'm the gonna... song that you're thinking of, Lindsay? What did I say? <laughs> no, I thought that's, I thought that's the song I was referring to. Yes, it's, I thought that was what, I thought that was called Everyone Must Get Stoned. Or is that actually Rainy Day Woman? That's Rainy it's Day Woman. It's Rainy Day Oh, Woman. I thought it was a different Okay, ignore me. This is how little I know it, much about music. It, yes, it is rainy day. I would have gone with rainy day as well. <laughs> okay, good. Because Tom Petty, Tom Petty redid it, and it's called "Everybody Must Get Stoned." Oh, that's right. probably where I yeah I got confused. It must have okay. um, shown up as the Tom Petty title. Mm. So, so uh, while I really like Bob Dylan, I think he's incredibly influential. Uh, I don't think there is a song from Blonde on Blonde that is a top ten song of nineteen. Uh, I don't even think there's a tw- top twenty five song from Blonde on Blonde uh, for 1966 music. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there. <laughs> What's your favorite Dylan album? I'm not a huge Dylan guy actually uh, either. Um, just... Yeah, Blonde on Blonde. I mean, I like it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's it's highly, obviously highly influential, especially mm-hmm. in the, you know, kind of singer songwriter indie Mm-hmm. uh music you know coming from omaha you know which was known as the indie music capital of the world for many years with saddle creek records like you know connor oberst was you know the next bob dylan basically you know i mean he he's hugely influential and there's no doubt about that but i just think there's so much good freaking music from 1966 that it gets buried for me personally sure i know i and i, I get it. that's why i i'm so curious i have no idea what i can only go by what what i and I, that song was you know important to me for a while and i, I i'm not into that kind of thing anymore but uh um <laughs> um but yeah i i just i love that song and I, it's one of those ones that i if i'm picking out my I, I like i said i have it a little bit higher on my list but not knowing what is going to get picked obviously it, it wouldn't have been any higher on either one of your lists so mm. i'm okay with it being there i guess <laughs> 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 no, like I said, it's I like it. Um, okay. And, you know, I, I am I pissed that a song from Blonde on Blonde is on a top 10 list of 1966 music? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, of course not. I'm not. Um, OK, so number eight, uh, I'm just going with my number eight. And that is okay. James Brown from at the title track. I got you. I feel good. Um, you know, huge. Everybody knows that song. Um, James Brown is again influential. I didn't go with like most influential. What's the top ten influential? Mm-hmm. You know, most influential right. music. I went with the top ten best songs from that year. And uh, this is James Brown came out with what three or four albums that year. A lot of bands did. A lot of musicians yeah. came out with multiple albums back mm-hmm. then in one year. Uh, but this is this is a huge song. Everybody knows the song. Uh, most people love this song. It, just saying that it's at number eight on my list tells you how much good music is to come, you know? What was the song name again? I Got You 
I got you. That's right. Parenthetically, yeah. I feel good. No, so. it is in a great, great, great song. And um, I thought about it a lot. I think it's kind of like at my number 12. But in saying that, that's, he's, again, it's influential. It's great. It's fun. Every time you hear it, it puts a smile on your face. Um, yeah, you can't help thinking about that energy that um, James Brown brings to that song because that, I still don't know. I, I know he used to, he was, his stick was he always used to pretend that he was collapsing because he was so tired and then he'd jump up again and like do the splits or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, you it can was, kind of feel awesome. that in his music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you, cocaine. Yes. <laughs> Cocaine's all <laughs> the drug. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great song. I also, I, I, I also like uh, It's a Man's, 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 Man's World is another one that that I had that high on my list as well. So for yeah. him. No, no, I, I had several James Brown songs on that 35. So number seven looks like goes to me as well. Yes, it does. Yes. yes. Okay. We are. So this is a huge time where, you know, we're talking civil rights around this time. And there is a lot of great, great popular music from black people coming out around this time. And so uh, Wilson Pickett, comes out with his album, The Exciting Wilson Pickett. And uh, there's two songs that I, I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking tr- cutting one, but I ended up going with at number seven, In the Midnight Hour. Oh, yes. It shows how much where I grew up in, but I always know that song from the, um, gosh, I had the name, that Irish movie. I think it was, um, anyway, yes, I love um, Wilson Pickett. I love that song. Um, I also had um, Trindle Tenderness as well on my list. Um, but no, I love that song so much. I love anything that was Motown coming out. Just perfect. So uh, growing up, my favorite movie of all time, and it's still probably a top 10, is was The Blues Brothers. Mm. I watched it, I mean, weekly as a kid. Uh, but like that is what introduced me to a lot of this music. Wilson Pickett, Sam and Dave. Uh, you know, a, a lot of stuff Otis Redding from this time period. So it's, you know, thank you again, movies. No, mine was The Commitments. That's the movie I was trying to go for, which is a whole bunch of Irish people singing Wilson Pickett songs. But yeah, that was the movie that introduced me into a lot of this music. And uh, yeah, I, I, I forever love it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to go into Blues Brothers because I don't want to start any fights. So I'm going to, I'm just going <laughs> to. Uh. You think you think you'll be back on my podcast, please? <laughs> <laughs> that that's why I'm worried about movies because I know a couple of movies we're gonna go at it on. I, I've I've already seen. A couple <laughs> things, but, uh, um, yeah, it's I I have trouble with musicals and that and that one just I I it just didn't doesn't click with me. But uh, it's it's fine. I uh, it, that's a good song though. I I don't I saw that late though. I didn't see Blues Brothers until just a couple of years ago, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, um, yeah, that can. Yeah. It, so, and but it is, it is Chicago, and it is uh, you know, and it, it's a car. It's I, and again, I, <laughs> we don't have to go into it, but uh, car movies. I'm just not a huge fan of you know, and it just seemed like a lot of car crashes all over the place. So, sorry, <laughs> that's that's just I'm, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I, I'm, sure I'm sure if I saw it again, I like it better. But uh, you know, <laughs> well, here here's the thing. I hate Illinois Nazis, so that's why I love that movie. <laughs> They're they're one of my favorite Nazis. There's the Illinois. Nazis. <laughs> they're my top five. Uh, Times are tough. This year's, five. this year's best Nazis. Yes. <laughs> top ten. Who who do you got? Who you got? Who's your number three? No. Uh, Illinois Nazis. <laughs> Illinois Nazis. All right. Yeah. So we got uh, in the in the midnight hour by Wilson Pickett. That's number seven. Mm. Correct. Correct. Okay. So I since I have. Hmm, this is a great question here. I, I can go with a couple. I'm going to go with the one that's, again, let's hire. Um, and this is, I guess this is a, a remake of another song. I know it is, but I really love this remake of it. And it's uh, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down by Cher. Oh, they came out in 66. Anthony, am I right? Yeah, she came out with two yeah. albums. Uh, she came out with the self-titled, and then she came out with the sunny side of Cher. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I love that song. I love the original as well, but I... It just it's beautiful and i think her little rendition with the little it's the it's the what is it the tan is it tambourines what's the you yeah. know mm. oh i just and i i'm share is fine is good i like share but that song just it's one it's one of them that the songs that when i when i first picked this out when we first decided to do 66 i i made this huge list and then i, I kind of 
kept listening to them and which ones kept sticking in my head. And this is just one that I just kept listening to. And I just, I just love it. Yeah. I, I love Cher uh, as a uh, performer, as an actress, uh, as a person. I think she is just like one of the greatest entertainers of all time. You know, I, she's in my book, she can do no wrong. Like when it, when it comes to Cher, think of uh, Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace. Uh, that's, that's me. I, I love Cher that much. <laughs> Mainly because Moonstruck, but yeah. Oh, Moonstruck. Oh, Moonstruck. Um, no, I love Cher as well, and a lot of it has to do with Moonstruck and um, her eighties mostly. That's where I um, turn back time. But no, she's she can do no wrong. She is one of those people that is, was just created to entertain. So everything she does is just even in Witches of Eastwick. I love her. Yeah, no, she's and just everything she sings is absolutely great. Yeah, uh, Witches of Eastwick. Which didn't that come out almost the same year as uh, what? What year did uh, Moonstruck come out? It was not eighty seven, right? Eighty seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Eastwick was right around there too, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Moonstruck's okay. I, I don't mind that movie, but uh, I but Witches of Eastwick was great. Yeah, I just I, I love I do love her and that uh, the song that I always I always think about is uh, is the. Uh, do you believe in love? That's the one. Uh, what's mm. that one called? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in love? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. Believe in love. <laughs> love. love. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, my favorite my favorite show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, there's an episode where she goes to college and the girl would not she played it on loop and would not stop playing the song and just kept playing over and over just <laughs> over insane so that, that song was everywhere. I mean for me it's Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves um, oh yes I can just you know Gypsies, tramps, and things—you know. Too, yeah. I'm telling you, God. I mean, and and just timelessly beautiful. She is so mm. sexy, always. Well, yeah, I love that- Jesse James that song. Um, and then yeah, uh, Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, and she is just, she's the one and only. <laughs> yep. Did she have that video where she's with the the troops, where she like had that outfit on? I mean, yeah, I get it. The ass with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that more if you want. <laughs> No, that 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 music video was was completely subtle of her sitting on a um freaking cannon on a freaking <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so when when I was uh, a... I was a kid and I knew what that was referring to. <laughs> when I yeah exactly when I was a kid, my dad got he worked at a grocery store and he got a cutout for some reason of share in that outfit and i just remember him bringing it home setting it up in the garage i went out and saw it and i was just like humming a humming a humming a humming <laughs> and my mom comes out and she's like no absolutely not <laughs> no. and i was like oh but mom you know and i'm i'm like what six or seven eight years old and i'm still like yeah yeah take 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 me <laughs> yeah. anyways i'm sorry <laughs> that's great all right so <laughs> I guess we go back to Lindsay for two. Is that right? Uh, yes, four and five. Yeah. Um, five and four. Okay, I am my yeah, my number five is going. I'm going Motown again. Well, I'm going Motown. Um, and that is "Ain't Too Proud to Beg" by The Temptations. Ooh. Um, I love the song. Um, this is one of my favorite Temptation songs. Uh, I used to listen to it all the time as a kid when I couldn't sleep. I would, as a kid, I used to um, put on classic fm for some unknown reason and they always just play the song a lot at 3am don't ask me why but it is a just a gorgeous gorgeous song and i love it yeah it's uh it's pretty low on the list Lindsay. (laughs) 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 uh yeah yeah it's uh i mean it's a perfect song you know it's one of those where you have like a, a one count, the clang on the on the ride symbol, clang, you know, yeah. like immediately you you can hear that. It's, you know, it reminds me of that old show, Name That Tune, where someone's like, I can name that tune in one note. Yes. Uh, you play that one symbol clang and I know immediately. All right. Temptations. Here we go. Yes. If you proud to beg. Yeah. It's a perfect song perfect song it is absolutely perfect um i just think there are some other perfect songs coming up <laughs> um and i'm a bit too terrified to maybe touch on the um those albums um but no temptations i love them they m- had multiple perfect songs and then marvin because marvin gay was this one of the singers in the or lead singer in temptations am i getting confused no um and then he went off and wrote did even more perfect stuff so it's no it's 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 just one of those perfect songs yep i uh, um, was 
Yeah. Real quick before we go on, I had also had Get Ready. That was the yes. same album, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had to choose between the two and I yeah. decided that song. Okay. I'm going to swap my number three and number four because I was sort of going for what I really love as songs. And um, I think my number four would be egregiously low. So I'm just not going to, I'm going to swap it. I am going to go with um, Sunday. My number four is Sunday Afternoon by The Kinks. I do not, well, I love this song. This song to me is a perfect song. Um, as I get older, I kind of lean to more the kinks than anything else. And yeah, it is a perfect, perfect song for me. I think it's just this song of decadence and um, bourgeois and and just the the um, kind of cliche of that rock star that is already losing the plot in 1966. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the kinks. I, I, I adore you, Lindsay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's is is, that this a is, good thing or this, no. This is this is the episode where Anthony's just holding his tongue, going, nah, "I can't no." <laughs> I, I I have my finger on send with nine one one dialed in case I start to have an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, this might even affect you as well. I I can't. What's the? I can't remember what that song is. I, I didn't have it on my list. Oh, it's it's great. It's hang on. Let me just put up the lyrics because dun dun. dun uh, afternoon i probably i probably do know i just it's not jumping in my brain the tax man's taken all my dough he left me in my stately home lazing on a sunny afternoon a sunny afternoon not sunday afternoon jesus okay christ um sunny (laughs) afternoon f me and my notes this is why i shouldn't do them at 10 o'clock at night Yes, Sunny Afternoon by the Kinks. Sorry, um, I can do that again if you want to re-edit or you can just leave me looking like... <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's much better this way. <laughs> 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 yes, anyway, that is my number f- um, That is my number four. Sunny Afternoon and yeah, it is just... I Yeah, I like it. It's, it tells a story. It is not even about any emotions. This is a douchey, douchey song and I will forever love it. Even though I'm giving Anthony an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> I can okay. he's doing rubbing his forehead. He's like, what is happening? <laughs> That's what's this, great this, about this. This, this is super fun, you guys. Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're talking superheroes again. <laughs> no, no, I, music. I love music. I could talk music as much as I talk movies. So mm. no, it's good. I love talking about music. That, that's why I would love to do uh, it sometime in the future if, if you guys decide to come back after this. But uh, no, if, if we could do something more recently, because, you know, I, I know these songs enough, but they're not stuff that I, you know, I just I'm not going to put on. It's, it's sad, but I'm not going to put these on just just mm. for no reason. You know, they're just right. not my 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 stuff. But all right. So now I, I have a dilemma here because I, it's my number three. But sh- I know that what should be number one. And I, we're going to vote on that. I, we all just not say, go ahead. What are you going to say, Anthony? No, I, I'm just, I'm really scared where you're going here, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just think this has to be in the top at least three and it should be number two, but I'm going to put it three because I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to do paint it black by the Rolling Stones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Uh, it's, a, it's a little <laughs> high, but, okay. but, okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's in my, Top uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, where was Sunny Afternoon? Was it higher than that? Uh, no, not at all. No. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. I didn't know. So I, I would have had it number two, but uh, that's so funny. That uh, So you're not, are you not a Rolling Stones guy? No, I love the Stones. No, I, and again, that album, you got Paint It Black. And then uh, w- what's the other one? There was one other perfect song from that. I can't remember what it is, but no, I love the Stones. Yeah. So again, me going, this is me going off of what, what I, I know and I love. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I would never say that, oh, this is my, this is should, my list should be the definitive list. I'd be like, no, don't trust my list at all. Don't even, don't even do, don't do that at all. But um, I love that song. And uh, it's, I mean, I think that's, to me, that's the second best song of the, of that year, but I put it at three because I didn't know what I have no idea what's going to be your your number two. So, um, Lindsay, what is what do you think about that? Um, I love the song. Um, I'm not. I mean, yeah, you're right. That album has some perfect songs on it. Um, for under me, my, under my thumb is is the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, there's some amazing kind of songs on there, and then 
but there's something I guess I I love like I have terrible taste in music as you can all <laughs> um but I really love a power ballad and I love when something really gets dramatic and Paint It Black is just so dramatic in every way shape or form with um oh what's her name who's singing on the track Mary is it um I should know her name just the way she is screaming into the microphone I don't know something about it just every single time this um song plays it gives me chills and it's not just because of what it's about I don't I can't even remember to what the lyrics are because I think those guys have written much better lyrics in a whole bunch of other songs maybe even on that album but for some reason just the way she sings and just Keith Richards guitar I don't even know what he's doing to it but it just it, it just is an emotional thing I have with this song um and even the uh in New Zealand we uh the, the rugby is the national religion uh with the All Blacks mm-hmm. and they actually paid the rights to use this song for in advertising for the All Blacks and all and I'm guessing Keith Richards also asked for quite a bit of money but he also wanted a lifetime supply to the national beer of to the Steinlager beer which is a New Zealand beer as well <laughs> so um yeah it got played a lot when I was a kid um and I don't know it's just it's an emotional reaction more than anything else. It's not intellectual. It's just yeah. I mean, you know, it's used so frequently in movies. It is from uh, you know Full Metal Jacket, Stir of Echo. Mm. I mean, so many movies, and so that's probably where I first heard it. Um, although my parents had the record, and I probably heard it even you know when I was much younger because that's mm. they just played records for me uh, when I was a baby and a toddler, and that's all we you know just played and played records. Um, and so I probably heard it even back then, but of course I wouldn't remember it. I remember it probably from the first time I saw a full metal jacket when I was a little kid, way too young to see that movie, of course. Um, but it's, I mean, it is, I mean, again, there's so many perfect songs in this one single year. It's stupid. It, it, it's, it, to me, it's one of those songs that it sounds like it could be made at any point. I don't know. It just seems timeless to me. I don't know why that is, but and I feel like it, it could be remade right now and be a hit if someone else did it. So I don't know. I just love it. Yep. Mm. Anthony. Okay. So <laughs> here, here's the deal. Uh, the dilemma. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I still think we're on the same track for number mm. one album. It's going to be an interesting conversation for the song. I think the probably two albums you guys are thinking of, I had one at number one, one at number three. Uh, I'm going to move my number three to the two spot. And it's not going to be the song you think. Does this, are you guys following this? Yeah. Uh, okay. Simon and Garfunkel come out with one of the greatest albums of all time in 1966, Sounds of Silence. Mm. Every track is a hit. I mean, not not literally a top 40 hit, but every track is so not not every track is perfect. Almost every track is perfect. At least half of the tracks are absolutely perfect slappers. Of course, I think, you know, the layman would say sounds of silence. That's going to be, you know, either the number one or number two song of the year. I disagree. Number two for me is actually The Temptations Ain't Too Proud to Beg. It was almost number one. I'm glad it's not number one now. Mm. But I'm going to say, so for our list, number two, Simon and Garfunkel, April Comes, She Will. It's the acoustic. It's just acoustic version. April Comes, She Will. It's, I mean, super mellow. Um, It's not one of like... I mean, I think it was a top 40 hit, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it's not one of the most remembered Simon and Garfunkel songs, but it is absolutely the best song on that album. I would actually agree with that. I'm not the biggest Simon and Garfunkel person. Sorry, Anthony. I don't know why, Um, but that song I do actually really like. And I think I would definitely agree with saying that is the best song on that album. I think it it took me a long time to get into Simon and Garfunkel. My Mm. My parents were you know, flower children uh, in the 60s, you know, they were hippies and they were into this music. Mamas and the Papas, Simon and Garfunkel, mm. you know, uh, I mean, all of it, Love and Spoonful, The Monkeys, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so uh, this is the music that I grew up listening to on, you know, 12 inch vinyl on our, you know, old school stereo system uh, when I was a kid. And so, I mean, this is an album that got played out and uh, it's an album that I still play and I love it. But there was a period, I don't know why, you know, from when I was probably middle school, high school, mm. early 20s to mid 20s, where I was like, 
Simon and Garfunkel, no, no, uh, really cheesy. It was like too light. Cause I, I mean, at, at heart, I'm actually a punk rock kid. Uh, so it's funny, you know, for someone like me to say, oh, I love Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, Garden State came out, you know, in my late twenties, whenever that was. And the song, The Only Living Boy in New York was on the soundtrack. And I totally reassessed their entire catalog. And I was like, oh, okay, they're absolute geniuses. Mm. So anyways, I'm sorry, I, I'm talking way too much. No, no, I get it. Because um, I kind of feel the same way about Bob Dylan is that I love the songwriting. I love listening to the lyrics. I think the lyrics are absolutely just perfect writing. And I think that's the same with Simon and Garfunkel as well as Dylan. Just sometimes the music just doesn't hit me because I don't understand how music is done. I tend to respond to a very piece of dramatic music and maybe because it just isn't dramatic enough for me to actually go, oh, this is what exactly what they're doing. But as soon as I read their lyrics on a page, I'm like, oh, they are geniuses because you can see exactly what they're doing and everything like that. So I think that's maybe why there's that weird disconnect with me. That and for some reason, I did work in a bookstore years and years ago that kept playing Sound of Silence. And it got to the point where ever that I heard that silence, my old friend, I just go, oh, for sake. <laughs> that and Paler Shade of what something or another song that I always associate because it's got that lighter touch to it. So yeah, I, th- I think that could be one of the reasons why, but you cannot doubt those guys writing um talent and genius um especially Paul Simon because what that man that tiny little man could do with that brain and just put lyrics on the page is absolutely insane and this is in a year of when there were multiple geniuses writing music yep yeah I I had uh Sounds of Silence um a little lower but I had it yeah at the end of my list at round 10 so um but I I I think yeah that song's good I yeah I just I guess of course this is all taste but uh it's fine I, I wouldn't have it that high but that's that's to, that's I'm not I I would never say that oh it's wrong so it's it's very good. Oh I I I have no problem saying that that <laughs> that's wrong with right. <laughs> I mean if you want to come start talking hip hop albums and we can, we can go tit, tit for tat but uh we'll, we can wait for that. <laughs> oh no we have to do uh, we have to do like 1977 or something like that so I can just go for all out on like punk so I can go no why did you choose that song? <laughs> <laughs> The crabs. Yeah, I, I think seventies for us would be a, another another perfect one uh, mm. to go at. So, um, all right. So here we are. What's what's the uh, album like? I don't know. What, what what's everybody? What are we thinking? What what is the album here? Well, we get. Uh, why don't we all just name? Well, okay. There's well okay, two well, albums that we haven't mentioned okay. that I know that, well, and I know which one I'm going to go for. I have one song. That I, I that I love all of all the rest from the album that I think it should be on. Okay, well, look, let's start with the album first. Okay, Lindsay, mm-hmm. you're you're talking two albums, and I think uh, we got Revolver. You're talking about Revolver, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And are you also talking about Pet Sounds? I am talking about Pet Sounds. Yes. Okay. See, I don't I don't love Pet Sounds. Uh, I have I, I have. <gasps> wouldn't it be nice at number eighteen on my mm-hmm. list? Uh, but but that's it for the Beach Boys. I think the Beach Boys came out with actually better albums. Again, not saying that. The, again, this you know the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds is one of the most influential albums of all time. But yes, there was so yes. much damn good music in '66. So you know, well for me, Pet Sounds because um, I had well, my number one was actually Paint It Black. But if we're going to go number two, it is definitely um, Pet Sounds. Um, and it's God Only Knows, which I think is one of the prettiest, which I think this album is. But when I first moved away from home, I moved to another city and there was this record store, which is still going in Wellington, called the Slow Boat Record. And they had this board of the 100 best albums, which was decided by the owner. And it's still there. And Pet Sounds is still number one. <laughs> it has been for probably 40 years, as long as that store has been open. And um, the other ones have changed. And, you know, a Blonde and Blondes are there. There's a whole bunch of albums this is kind of where I was introduced because I um, only knew that from uh, just, you know, good vibrations, that's kind of gender one. And then I remember listening to it and it was kind of, this was probably the same time I discovered the Ramones and punk and also beach boys and also pit sound. So I think it has a special kind of meaning for me when I was kind of going out of my very naive teenage, young teenage kind of cocoon and then kind of went, Oh, there's things like David Lynch and um, uh, and Pet Sounds and Punk. And so this was all this kind of time and all this was kind of um, jumbling around together in kind of one messy boat. And that's kind of why I think Pet Sounds 
is kind of still special to me because I keep, yeah, it's like you can't, well, actually, no, Pip, the uh, Beach Boys and the Ramones do kind of share some DNA in the Stooges. Yeah, it's just, for me, that's kind of why I always gravitate toward that album, though I know when you listen to it now, it's very sweet. It's kind of a bit sugary almost. And there's even a few songs on there um, that I, I don't, I always skip because I'm not a big fan of. But when you get a hit, when Brian Wilson hit a perfect song, he hit a perfect song, so... Well, yeah, I, you know, the knowing the darkness and the history of Brian Wilson mm. and, and his his mental struggles, his his, uh, you know, his mental disease makes the music uh, hit even harder mm. and uh, makes his genius even more profound, I think. And so I don't take away from that. But, you know, I, I just I I don't love the, the album as a whole mm. as I do, say, Revolver. Yes. It's kind of weird how the swaps for me, because when I first went into this, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be Revolver. It has to be. And then I was listening to them going, actually, I think I like Pet Sounds more, weirdly. And But in saying that, Revolver was probably more revolutionary than Pet Sounds. Um, because, but though I always see Revolver as like a stepping stone for what Sergeant Pepper was going to be. And that's just how, how, in saying that, Help was my favorite. Be- uh, Beatles album so I I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> that's probably what I'm saying <laughs> there is no such thing as a uh, wrong favorite Beatles album you know I think yeah. you know they're the most popular band in history for a reason you know mm-hmm. this is true okay um yeah so what would you okay so um, I'm guessing you're choosing Revolver which song are you uh, choosing for okay so Revolver has I mean from top to bottom it's perfect but I think Eleanor Rigby is a top 10 song of all time and it will be, and it will never be topped. And so I think Eleanor Rigby is the best song of 1966. I had Eleanor Rigby as well. That's so cool. (laughs) As your song from Revolver? Yeah, it's my song from Revolver. Well, what number was yours uh, for, what what number did you have it at then, Lindsay? I had it three. Well, Well, the funny thing is I had Eleanor Rigby at number one. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, by default, that's got to be the number one song, right? Oh, it, is a- it is. If two of us pick it, it's number yeah. one. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay, Brent, why? You don't listen to old music, but what is it about Eleanor Rigby that it just seems timeless? I, I got to think, you you still love that song, yes? I like Revolver. I, I like uh, Beatles. I, I could listen to it mostly any of their songs. It's just they're the, the greatest band of all time, most, most people say. Um, but that song, it, it just... I feel like it it could be new. Someone if they came out with it last year and they played that song, I would go, "Oh yeah, I get it." It just that it just <gasps> something about the what how it's made. When you said it, I got goosebumps. I'm like, "How I'm so glad that you picked that song mm. because that was to me it's not even close." <laughs> I mean, I'm choking right now. That's how that's how uh verklempt I am. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I, well, so I think, you know, like you said, Brent, you hear it and you think, "Oh, this this could be a song that just came out now. Uh, that's how timeless the Beatles are. That's how influential the Beatles are. And again, yeah. for my list, I didn't go with the most influential songs. I went with the best songs. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It just so happens that the Beatles are the most influential band of all time. You can listen to nine out of 10 um, non-electronic-based you know, electronic based bands in 2021, mm-hmm. and you will hear influence from the Beatles and mostly influence from the album revolver Mm. yeah absolutely no absolutely I think it's kind of um pop at its best and that's kind of when uh McCartney um or what's the the, who died um not not McCarthy not not McCartney Bully Shears and um, <laughs> Lennon, Shears and, Shears and Lennon really got their songwriting kind of, um, I mean, they'd written, I mean, uh, God, friggin' uh, McCartney was like 24 when he wrote friggin' Yesterday, um, which I still can't wrap my head around. But then he writes Eleanor Rigby and it's like you said, when you hear that first note, you hear that first note of Eleanor Rigby and you know exactly what song it is. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful um, song and it is one of those such a such a melancholy story that he's telling. Um, yeah, no, it is it is one of the great songs for a reason. Yeah, the top ten great songs, and Shears and McCartney have like you know multiple songs within that, that top ten. So it's 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 yeah. 
<laughs> selling a rigby. <laughs> it was all it was all worth it for to go through that just so we could all. I mean, that's just that just makes me happy that we. That's that pretty we great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I I think it's one of the greatest songs ever made. So you're like you said. I I just I think it's in my top ten just favorite songs. So. Um, that's so cool. <laughs> I had no idea. I was nervous. I'm like, oh, are they going to... Me too. I was super nervous. <laughs> I'm like, we're all going to pick the Beatles, right? But are we going to pick the right Beatles song? I don't... I don't that's know. what I was worried. I was like, oh my God, it's Revolver. It's going to be, you know, Paperback Writer. Someone's going to choose that. Someone's going to choose another song. I'm like, I'll go with Eleanor Rigby because that's what I think is the best one. But I was seriously thinking that we'd all have this like Beatles song off that album and just go... Oh, clearly, oh, shit. Which this one? is it. And yeah, yeah. which one? Yeah. <laughs> well, that could yeah, that could not have ended better. So it's great. It's, all right. So yeah, okay. So you said, uh, but you also had you had painted black hit pretty high. Uh, Lindsay, oh, that yeah, was my was number, number one. one. And yeah, okay. that was my number one okay, song. Good. When you were talking, I didn't, I, I couldn't quite tell if, if you had it that high. So uh, that was my number two. No, it was overall, that high. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, good. So not we're not that crazy, right, Anthony? We got we got at least we got number one, right? Yes. No. It, I'm glad this worked out. Now I'm really curious to hear the you know each of each of our top tens. Nice. All right. So, uh, well, Anthony, since you got to lead off or you got to pick this, why don't you do you want to or do you want to go last? What What, what do you? No, want no, to no, no. I can go first. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to give you a top fifteen. I'm really sorry, but I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to because I just realized there's three songs I left off that I wanted to have my top 10 and I realized I didn't have them there. So <laughs> I might have to do the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, Brent invited us on a podcast. We all have microphones in front of us. So yeah. sorry, that's <laughs> what we got to deal with. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, 15, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Number 14, okay. These Boots Are Made for Walking, Nancy yeah. Sinatra. Number 13, yeah. You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes. The Supremes oh, is yeah. another one, like which oh, one? Yes. Uh, so many songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, number third, uh, number 12, Witch Hunt by Wayne Shorter. It's a jazz mm-hmm. tune. Uh, number 11, Uptight, Everything's All... No, 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 no. Uh, shit. Number 11 was uh, Jenny's... Uh, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. C.C.C. Ryder. Anyways, I can't remember the name of the song. Sure. Um, number 10, Daydream, Love and Spoonful. What a day for a daydream. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Uptight, Everything's All Right, Stevie Wonder. Yep. Number eight, James Brown, I said. Number seven, In the Midnight Hour, Wilson Pickett. Number six, I'm Not Saying, Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, that Maybe that was a nostalgia pick, but I love Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, number five, Sam and Dave with Hold On, I'm Coming. Number four, The Young Rascals, Good Lovin'. Number three, Simon and Garfunkel, April Come, She Will. Number two, Temptations, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And number one, Eleanor Rigby. Awesome. It's a good list. It's a great list. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to do 10 or you got you got 15 in your in your? I've got about 15. Hang on. Right. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. No, that's great. That's okay. Deserves, Actually, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I had California Dreaming, Mamas and the Papas. Papas, yep. Um, I had, uh, reach out and I'll be there by the four tops. I had wipe out. Um, and I can't, didn't write down the, the, the um, that famous, um, wipe out, right. um, song I had, um, I'm not the stepping stone, but I had the monkeys version. Um, oh, oh interesting. I, yeah. And then I think, um, I go into Django, of course, by, um, Roberto Fia, um, try a little tenderness which is actually written by Otis Redding um, and sung by Otis Redding. Hold on, I'm coming, Sam and Dave. Um, Summer in the City by The Loving Spoonful. That might have been a one-hit wonder. Um, um, Baby by Carla Thomas, B-A-B-Y, Sunny Afternoon, The Kinks. Then I had uh, Eleanor Rigby, God Only Knows by The Beach Boys, and then, of course, Painted Black by The Rolling Stones. Nice. Excellent list. Mm. All right. I will go with my 15 since we're all doing it. Uh, I got I to be like the pack. I'm going to go with up. Uh, I had 15. I had uptight. Stevie Wonder. Mm. Uh, 14. I had turn, turn, turn. Is it to every seat? To every. Yeah. What's the oh, rest yes. Of the, yeah. By uh, the birds. Then mm. I had uh, 96 tears by uh, question in the Mysterians. Is it question mark in the Mysterians? Is that what they were called? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a question mark. It's not even a. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. I had one that I had never heard before. This is my first time I ever heard it when I looked for this. Is I'm Your Puppet by James and Bobby Purify. Have you guys heard that one? No. I'm your puppet. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I don't know. Um, sounds. I had Sounds of Silent at, at number 10. 
Uh, and number Garfunkel. 10. Really, Brent. Number yeah. 10. Huh. <laughs> Why? Number 10. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's one of those ones that you're right. I, Lindsay, like you, I think just hearing it over and over, it kind of hurt, hurt it a little bit. Mm. It just, it, uh, you know, and then it's that thing. I think, uh, what's the movie with Will Ferrell where they're in college? Uh, old school. Old school where he falls in and they play it. I, I, I love that movie, but yeah, that they play it. Anyway, I, it, it should have been higher. A lot of these could have been higher, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, Little Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. <laughs> oh, <nine>. yes. <laughs> hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. Which was, was it Scream, right? It made it famous again? Was that on I think it did, yeah. 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 And then I had Wild Thing by the Trogs. Oh, I and forgot the, to put that oh. on my list. That was, yes. Yeah. That was number eight. <laughs> And I had Reach Out, I'll Be There by the Four Tops mm. at number seven. Um, then I had Knock on Wood by Eddie Floyd at number six. What? What? I'm sorry, what's that? Knock on Wood. Sing it. Knock on Wood. wood. Baby. Baby. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no. Then I had <laughs> uh, Rainy Day Women. Uh, 12 and number 12 and 35 by Bob Dylan was my number five. Then I had my Supremes pick was My World is Empty Without You at number four. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. My World is Empty Without yeah. You. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I had uh, uh, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down is number three by Cher. Mm. And I had Paint It Black at number two. And the best song ever, Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles at number one. Oh, I love it. There we go. You guys, that was a fantastic list. I love it. I, I am so excited. I'm going to, um, I made a list on Spotify. I don't know if you guys did the same thing or you guys have your own, but I have a, a 1966 list and I have 30, you said 35 songs. Yeah. I literally had 35 songs on my. Oh, crazy. So it might not be the, the same songs, but it's, that's crazy that you had the same number, yeah. which is mm. very funny, but I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, so the next category we have is going to be games slash inventions. So uh, thank you guys again for, for coming and uh, we'll see you the next episode. Yes. We will see you then. I just want to be the-